You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight we talk about Andrew Davis's The Fugitive. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Gallen. How you doing, Brian? I am fine. It wasn't me. It was a one-armed man. That's what, that's what you tell me. <laughs> we also have with us director of photography, Mike Griggs. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> oh, Book <man>. him. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? You find this man. <laughs> Sorry. And we also have with us costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. And we also have a guest, writer-director Brandon Russell. We are all one-armed men and women around here. Wow, wow. Uh, no, no, it's, wow. just a, it's just a one-armed man. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. just one-armed yeah. man. One-armed women do not commit crimes. It's true. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I would it's say true. you came out swinging, but clearly you were missing that arm. Yeah. Ah. Well, <laughs> I'm very honored to be on here. This is my favorite podcast, so... With some of my favorite people, so thanks for having me. Welcome to the crew, buddy. Good to see you, man. So here we are, talking the 1993 Fugitive. Did anybody see this in theaters? No. No? 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 Uh, no. I was about a small child, Brian, but tell us how old you are. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I saw this in theaters. My dad took me to see it, because this is one of the few movies my dad saw in the theater twice. It's Dang. a total dad. He saw movie. it once and then was like, "Oh my god, I have to take Brian to this." Yeah, yeah. I, well, the first time he went to go see it with my mom because I wanted to go see Jurassic Park again. And Ooh, okay. He, and then my dad yeah, was like, sense. "No, you should, you should come see The Fugitive." He was using me as an excuse so he could go see it a second time. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that's pretty Look, smart. I've got, I've got to see it again. I've got to take Brian. He'd love it. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about sharing it with the younger Brian, generation. Seen it? Yeah, yeah. Which is what we did with Brandon. <laughs> well, you saw it in the theater. I wasn't born yet. I wasn't actually talking about your dad. That's cool. I wouldn't even thought of yet, honestly. I was born in 95, so I wouldn't even conceived. I understand why Harrison Ford, you know, why everybody loves Harrison Ford a little bit more because I've never seen the movie before until I watched it for this. 
I get it now, you know, breaking away from the Han Solo where everyone else knows him from. But, you know, this was interesting to see him in. He didn't really talk a lot. He was very... Hmm. Yeah, but okay, did anyone else think that when he was talking, especially at the beginning, where he's like, no, I didn't do it, you find that man, you know, that that whole bit? You find him! I was like, wait a minute, like, did he do it, though? Like, this is actually kind of sketchy, like, I'm not buying this, and so... No, he was acting his ass off there, Kristen. He he was... Bullshit, you guys don't like that? Man, I thought he was doing really good right there. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking about Kristen's, like, thinking... (laughs) Oh, okay, I was about to say, like, no, man. Yeah, Harrison Ford, I was like, I'm not buying this, like, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm not. I'm like for the first time, I'm sitting here going, "But wait, did he kill his?" Like, because uh, so Harrison saying, Ford. If you were sitting across not. the table from Harrison Ford and he did that Harrison Ford point to you, and yeah. he was like, "I didn't kill my wife," you would have been like, "Really though?" Yeah, I would have actually. She'd have been like, "Booking." <laughs> and apparently, everyone else did too because he went to jail. Okay. <laughs> no, it's because they had all the evidence because they so, had his wife's like skin under his fingernails, and then that fucking. I don't know. Phone what call. I'm hearing is that Kristen is with the cops in Chicago. So so. <laughs> okay, you know what? Yes, because as, I, as soon as Tommy Lee came on the screen, and I was like, mm-hmm. Ta- mm. oh. <laughs> but he's not the cops. He's the, he's the deputy marshal. He he's the one who's well, like, listen, cops, you guys fucked your job really terribly, but I'll go find your guy anyway. Okay, why was everybody a, yeah. a, a deputy? Yeah. Do, do the U.S. marshals not have like a higher up or a hierarchy of some kind? It's just they're all deputies. Yeah. Okay, my my impression from this film I, having no actual understanding of the real world and the way that this works <laughs> is I love it already. Go ahead. <laughs> is that he he is the high up, but he specifically tries to refer to himself as a deputy to humanize himself and make sure mm. that he's like, "No, no, no. We're all the law. We're all here to implement like finding this person and we're all just working together." And that's his way of being like no, I'm just like you guys. Go fucking get me a goddamn donut. Some of those sprinkles. sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> and a cup of coffee. Don't forget the coffee. He was hilarious. <laughs> like pretty much, even even in the serious bits, he was still just cracking me up the entire time. Dude, he won a goddamn Academy Award for this role. And that's that was yeah, interesting. Jared actually told me about that afterwards, and then I looked it up and I saw it was nominated for a lot, and I was like, okay, I get it. You know, especially maybe for that time, you know. Like a, a true action movie, like those set pieces, like you know, where you felt it. You were like, okay, I'm I'm there with it, you know. Like after he, you know, th- they were in the two scenes together. Essentially, the first one where he was like in the sewer, <laughs> he jumps overboard. Like how holy, you know, holy hell there. But uh, that was just hilarious. Uh, like those big set pieces, like with the helicopter right after when they were looking for him. Like I was like, that's really cool. And the camera movement with it, really good. I can see. I was like, he must have gotten the cinematographer. I can't think of his name, but he was also nominated for that, too. I was like, I Michael Chapman. Chapman. Same cinematographer from Raging Bowl and Taxi, which we just did a couple weeks ago. Taxi Driver? Taxi Driver. Excuse Taxi me. was sorry, a sorry, TV series. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's a totally different thing. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That sorry. makes sense. Yeah, but uh, all the stuff between Tommy Lee Jones and his crew is like some of the best stuff of the movie. All their banter yes. is, is what like really drives this thing. It, it, that's they're the humor. Uh, they're also some of the most fucked up stuff. Like that when they go in and they and they uh, go after the other fugitive. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Wow, hardcore. And Tommy Lee is just like so subtle. I mean, that's almost like kind of became his thing, right? Like you know his his acting style is just so subtle. And you even watch him in interviews, and he's just like, he doesn't really talk about the process. It's just like, it's make-believe. You go there, and you do it. But, like, the way he goes about it still, you just feel that character. And 
Did you, you just know, say subtle when you're talking bits. about Tommy Lee Jones and his performance in this movie? <laughs> well, Dude, like in it, a way, the, like the way he no. speaks in his presence, he, he, he has it's ups very and subtle. Like it's it's powerful. It's definitely powerful. It's not subtle in that way. When he's it's, on screen, he demands the screen. Yes, but maybe in other movies, he's not doing anything like Leo, where he's going off the wall, bouncing crazy. He's just playing that part so well. Somebody shut the water off. What are you talking about? He's yelling half of this fucking movie. I want you to search every doghouse, barnhouse, blah, 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 house. No, he's... Oh, look, here's some <laughs> chains with no legs in them. That's so weird. Ah, when you're going yeah. the wall and they're shooting at him and the door's not opening, yeah, you're going to scream back like, oh, what are you doing? Open the door. No, man, we're going the helicopter. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want to get shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I think on. he's saying That's he has subtle moments. Like when he goes and tells the guy, uh, you know, can you hear? You know, he's 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 playing it all down here. You know? No, but yeah. okay, okay. Just because you're whispering does not mean you're subtle acting. Okay, your volume range does not mean subtle. He, <laughs> when he's coming in and he's like, "Hey, I don't park it." You think that's subtle? Park it. No, if, if subtle would be, I want you to hear this. I don't park it. That would be <laughs> subtle. The emphasis <laughs> and the pauses make that not subtle. No, I, this is one of the most overtop Academy Award-winning performances. That's what's great about it, though, right? Because he's got so much yeah. character. You gotta, you gotta love that about him. He it. plays That's it so well. That role so well, like you know. Now, uh, the guy with the ponytail and the black chick, uh, they're they're subtle. Yeah, they're excellent. They're, really good. they're the I mean, only uh, ones that yeah. don't play. It I really, up. I really like that. I really like that woman. She's excellent. But Joe Palantonio, that man, shout out him. Pantaleone. He's good. He's funny too. Him talking about their banter together, like throughout the movie. I mean, I know it was all of them, but you know, them, them two mainly were very. <laughs> they were playing off each other well. And shout out Julianne perfect. Moore too. Got to show my redhead some love. Why, why are we shouting out people? You know, you know, you know. They're probably not listening to this. We don't have to. Shout I know, out but them. just I was just seeing some like actors. You know, like Julianne Moore, right? Paul Thomas Anderson, like bit. You know. As again, from an aspect of someone who's seen like these people in other movies, like you know, she was like what, like two scenes, right? She's pretty big. She's pretty. Well, she was supposed to be in the movie more, but her scene got cut out because this movie did not have a finished script when they started shooting. Yup. Probably makes sense why a lot of it was like improv and. Well, some of that is the actors. Some of that is is like the approach that they were taking. But yeah, the director probably maybe at the beginning was like. We're going to be pretty loose here. Y'all just can make some stuff up. No, I was watching a behind-the-scenes thing, and they said there was something like 25 different script drafts that the studio went through and before it like actually got to this version of it. And once they, like, this director and producer, like, team, like, they got another version of it, and then they took it all apart, and Harrison had a lot of things to do with it, and Tommy Lee had a lot of things to do with it, and, like, everybody was putting their hands on it just to make it, like, actually worth doing, but... That's the interesting thing about a, a studio picture like this that starts as a TV show and then they're like, oh, we got to make some kind of version of it. The way that this movie could have been terrible is there's there's so many ways it could have gone really, really wrong. And so the fact that this movie is as amazing as it is is in and of itself a pretty pretty uh, high-level miracle, i got to say. Has anyone seen the TV series? Oh, nope. man. I tried to watch the first episode and I couldn't even make it the whole fucking hour. <laughs> I told my great uncle I was coming and we were doing The Fugitive and he said back in the day he used to watch the show like every I, I don't know when it came on but he was just like I watched that all the time so but he said I also you know saw the movie it was really good too yeah, Richard the, Kimball the two part finale was at one point one of the highest rated uh, 
network programs of all time. I think we only had like three channels at the time or something like that. So it's pretty... <laughs> I still think it's in the top 20 like highest ratings right now. Like I think That's the last impressive. Super Bowl does didn't have as high ratings as the the wow. closeout of the Fugitive. I think it was like Mash. How many seasons did it run? Like two or three? Ah, don't get me lying, man. Yeah, something like that. Three or four, something like that. It wasn't that many. Okay. Brian doesn't know TV. I don't. I know. know that's TV. why I was wondering if he maybe knew with the season finale bits as well. Like they're all oh, on season Pluto seven, right now. episode uh, forty-seven. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it did look like a quantum leap, kind of though. <laughs> uh, the yeah, fugitive. that's oh, kind of no. That's what I picture when I hear about the fugitive is quantum leap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like all the times where he's like running around, like uh, Harrison Ford's like helping out like sick people in a hospital. That's kind of like what the TV show was. <laughs> he was like, oh. So Somebody's injured. I'll help them. And then, oh, there's also a guy that's you know chasing me, and I have to get away from him. And somebody in town recognizes me, and ah. he just can't help himself. He's he's got to he's got to no matter what he's got to help somebody. He's a doctor. He took an oath. Do no harm. That was the best scene <laughs> in the movie. The whole hospital sequence to me, that was my the the best scene, and to me the climax of the film. I know the climax, you know, technically came later, but that was still the the best part for me. It was the most like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what is what is going to happen? Well, like the 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 whole scene in the hospital is a really great character moment where you're like, if if you weren't bought in in the first place of like maybe he killed his wife, maybe he didn't, maybe he did, Kristen. <laughs> he might have. Okay, he seemed very guilty. There's still the beard, chance, right? you know. The jury was well, no, the jury uh, was pretty specific. They're like, the jury no. agreed with yeah. me. Go on, go on. <laughs> no, but you see him like caring about this fucking kid, and he's like, he could leave, but he's still a doctor, and he notices this kid. Like that's a great character building moment where you're just like you if if you haven't bought in this is the moment for everyone else to get on fucking board and that's that's what i love about this movie is the way that it sets up those pieces and still gives everyone a chance to be like come on guys we need you to like him well, they take every point to make you know that he's actually a good guy even like when he's at the uh right after the train wreck and they're getting away uh yeah, like he like- tells the he tells the other guy he's like be good when, when, when they yeah. separate, you know, yeah, like like you know, he, he's he's always and which is always really weird because after that, they make a big point. They're like, our fugitive's name is Doctor Richard Kimball. Where the what about this other guy? Like they don't give a fuck right, that this right, other guy's right. like gone. Like why 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 aren't they saying we're going for two fugitives? He was on page four. No, they he, like he gave this giant like him. speech. Bullshit. No, How did they not know about, about him? him? Because, because like two scenes he later, was on the when, I, when he's think the- they knew about him the minute they showed up to the wreck, which is what your guys are talking about. They just showed up. That's literally like the scene you're talking about is when they find well, the, the... Yeah, but they but they go out. Yeah, they find... They, find they just the, showed okay. up at the accident. He holds up two different uh, ankle bracelet thingies without legs No, in them. he shows... I thought he showed one. Because uh, it's, it's got the legs and it's the hands. Well, it's if all they found one. that one, they totally found the other because uh, okay, they both maybe. took them off in the maybe. same spot. That's what I'm saying. Like, it looked like... It looks to me like he holds up two chains with, like, extra things on all the sides. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. But, yeah, I always found that weird that, you know, that they mentioned that we're just going after this one guy when there was actually two people on the loose. Which, which, which is kind of good because it makes you forget about him for a little while until they do that little turn on you later. Yeah, the when, misdirect, like, three scenes later where they're just yeah. like, oh, he just got picked yeah. up by this woman. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. I oh, shit. How, I'm like, how the, the fuck did they figure that out already? <laughs> like, where are they getting yeah. their intel? <laughs> yeah. Like, these guys yeah. are really good. There are a few moments like that because there was one, I think it was when he left the hospital. Like it, I think another scene happens and then he just like, he shows back up somewhere else and we don't even show it. Like, I I think it would have been cool if 
it would have shown him just like squatting for the night because it was right during that is you know he obviously didn't go back to that house because you know the that he that he rented out because the son you know ratted on him right so he probably didn't go there <laughs> like where did he go that night we should it just shows him leaving the hospital like we don't see like where no, it shows him leaving a hotel there's a, a nice little tilt down where it says hotel men only and he's walking yeah. out of it yeah and he's got his new suit on oh I yeah. guess that wasn't, I, I didn't even realize that was him, though. I guess, yeah, yeah maybe put the switch on him. Because <laughs> that fucking sound was tripping me out. I was like, hotel men only. What is this, a fucking y- YMCA? Like, what, yeah. what is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't see him, and okay, my, I must have just missed that, that Sorry, shot. Sorry, no women allowed in this hotel. <laughs> like, take your horse somewhere else. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, bro. Motel. Fuck it. Motel detectives are going to come through any minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> are kids okay? They're my kids, I promise. <laughs> well, That's sir, I'm sorry. sorry, you have to get the kids <laughs> out of here. This is a hotel. Men only. That includes <laughs> children. <laughs> they're interrogating the son. And he said, they show him the picture of Kimball. And they're like, this man is living in your basement. And he said, uh-huh, that's right. Takes a fat bite of like a burrito or something. I was like, that's the way. Yeah, I was trying to see if they were like, uh, like restaurant names for the the restaurant on the burrito package. I didn't see anything. They're just yellow packagings. Disappointing. For all the let's make Chicago into a character, like that that was a moment where they could have been like, look at this cool restaurant that right? we're endorsing. And they were like, no, because come mind. on. It's not like any of you know, like a famous burrito shop in Chicago. Like, well, you know, I would go to it, Kristen, if it, the motherfuckers, <laughs> the, the cops, <laughs> it, it, the fugitive were eating those burritos. I'd be like, oh, God, I got one of those burritos, too. It was a screen burrito. I mean, if it's good enough for like forty people to want to eat the same burrito, it's got to be pretty solid, right? Gotta be. They do catering, so they must be a good enough restaurant. To, like <laughs> catering, they, you know, it is one of my favorite things. Though going to, uh, going to Chicago, like the two movies I always think of going to Chicago is The Fugitive and The Dark Knight. Because like everywhere you yeah. look in the city, you, I could just see the, these like, movies hey, all over oh, the place. This, and this oh, that's time, cool. And oh my god, that. yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed that watching it again this time around. I was like. The first time uh, when when Kimball gets into Chicago and he's trying to talk to the other doctor and his Beamer and and like he goes from his fucking tennis lesson whatever to like <laughs> immediately pulls onto Lower Wacker. I'm like, where the fuck is this like tennis club that's right next to Lower Wacker? I'm sorry, that's yeah, that's a little, that's a little geography, well geography shit there. That's a little strange, but is that the underneath great. the bridge area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> When he pulls up to a stoplight with his fucking windows down to yell at the people, like, no, don't clean my windshield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's lower, you know. Like, you know, in yeah. Chicago, they got the lower. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be in Chicago next week, so I, I'm going to go try to find Go to Lower places. Wacker. It's, uh, yeah. it's a fun don't experience. Don't go to Lower Wacker. <laughs> Keep your windows up, for wait, sure. Wait, wait, don't go to Lower Wacker or go to Lower Wacker? <laughs> Try well, through I guess it's Realize really there's a lot you. of movie stuff there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movie stuff there. I'm So, but yeah. There are other places. definitely don't places. roll your windows down. I wouldn't like like stop either. Um, uh, there's, <laughs> there's lots of other movie places in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, go find the bridge with the very uh, specific sound. Can you tell when a oh when like the elevated L, where, the, where, the, where the L's are, the elevated trains are. Yeah, yeah. play that back. I want to hear what an elevated. I, I want to hear can you, an elevated can train. Can you just <laughs> give me the sound of the guy that was talking on the loudspeaker, but nothing yeah. else? Sure, let me. Enhance. Fix my fucking Enhance. EQ and I'll just pull it all down. And there's the exact thing. Which yeah, is- yeah, I can, yeah, I could do that. I like the guy who goes, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, do okay, that. that guy that Not went, like, oh, oh, yeah, I could do that. I've always said, like, yeah. oh, that guy looks like John Cusack's brother. Guess what? That is John Cusack's brother. Shut oh. up. 
Amazing. Right? I uh, blew my mind. And then uh, John Cusack's <laughs> father is Richard Kimball's lawyer in this movie. What? Right? What's up with all these Cusacks that aren't famous in this movie? Hey, man. Wow. Wow. Just making that day right. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? <laughs> is there a like a little, Cusack uh... who's an EP or something? <laughs> what? That is there, is there a famous a... Cusack that's an EP? That's why all the rest of them are in it. That would totally make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Uncle Joe. You need a quick little cameo. Joey, Joey Q. He's like, Joey I know Q a couple ball. people. I know a couple people who want to get into acting. <laughs> I've got you covered. I was talking to Ann Joan, and she said that you might be able to get me on something. Ann Joan <laughs> said that we could go do the movies. <laughs> I mean, speaking of cameos, I did love, uh, wow, why did his name just leave my brain? The guy on the train that gets shot, the cop. Oh, uh, the scrubs. Glenn Matthews? Janitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Fuck, what's his name? <laughs> God scrubs. damn it, why did it just leave my brain? Is it Scrubs? It is Scrubs, right? He's in, it's, the guy, yeah. it's the janitor from Scrubs, okay. yes. And I can't remember his name either right now for some reason. I had it, really I had it. And then I was like, he was uh, in another TV Neil Flynn. show. But Neil Flynn. Neil Flynn, I remember. Yeah, that's right, Neil Flynn. <laughs> yeah. But in the Scrubs episode, when they stopped to look at the credits to see uh, if he was actually in there, it says Glenn Matthews. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's like, no, I wasn't in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they bring that up on the show? Yeah, yes, yeah, like, they like do. Tur- and he's Turk like, and no, that was like, They're like, they're like, we've seen you somewhere before because they, 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 <laughs> he says his name is just the janitor, Jan yeah. Ethor. He he literally never tells you his actual name in the entire series. That's kind of cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah, and he gets killed super quick in this. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> does he even have a line? <laughs> he says something like "Hey," and then he gets no, no, he, he's, no he's like he's like Kimball, and he pulls a gun out, and then he gets killed instantly. <laughs> yeah, he, has, he says like two things: <laughs> "Don't run" or some bullshit. Like. No, but he has that great moment because when you see him down in the other train car, oh, yeah, when yeah, the guy like, the guy gets what? up and he's like what? reading the newspaper, and he looks he up, looked, he's like, I he's fucking like, oh, love shit. that moment. That guy's so sitting much, right dude. there. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> he instantly uh, goes and snitches, bro. I Come on, need man. To just go to the other train for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, but for reals, though, if you've ever ridden the L and like look at other people, that's the look that you give him. Is the one that Kimball gives him. He's like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, yeah. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to give you like human contact. I don't want to start a conversation. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge. You. All right, I, you yep, are present. You, you exist. You're present. good. Yep, yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah. We're we're all good. We're just going to exist. Oh, you're getting the cops. Cool, 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 cool. Fuck off. I mean, the fact that they could find cops, I think, is impressive. Right. Why was it, it on the train? Cops were everywhere. It was right there. So yeah. many cops in this movie. I love it when he gets to the elevator and all the cops <laughs> start boiling <laughs> <in>. <laughs> like, Yep. Doctor. Doctor. It's doctor. Doctor. Let's go to go check out that one, one-armed guy. I like that stairwell, <laughs> cha- uh, st- stairwell chase as well. That's, that's really well done. Richard! <laughs> yeah dude that stairwell chase is one of the greatest moments in this movie like because you just you know where everyone is and there's so much tension building with like the cops are coming in and he's going to the same place and oh my god they're talking about they're going to the same place that he's going and why would he be there and like just the way that that andrew davis uses the stairwell and the location and all the geography to build all the tension it's just fucking masterful man always just missing each other just like like, so like, close. like and you feel uh, it yeah all these scenes have so much tension even though they're always pressing forward and it's like everywhere he goes they're just always just behind him no matter no matter what he does but he's also putting himself in really bad situations to go and try to find the you know find the killer so it's a really good cat and mouse yeah but game. it's it's all those near misses that what 
is what makes this movie so fucking perfect to me because like there are so many moments where where with poor direction or with very like if you didn't understand where the characters were or like just slightly different choices in the creative could have made all of these moments feel contrived and it never does it feels like oh my god he's right there are you gonna see him no you're not gonna see him oh my god so fucking brilliant which is exactly like you know the, a big moment is that is when they go to the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. I, I just love that so much. But what's so cool about that is they actually shot that just on the fly. They the gorilla shot that. They, that they wasn't that planned for oh, real. Wow. Well, yeah, so, they they didn't gorilla shoot it because they did get permission from the city. Right, 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 right. And they didn't go through pro- proper channels. Uh, uh, they, but they still went out they with the camera out. and just got footage yeah. that they could get. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like him finding the hat in the in the trash. That's not scripted. That's things that just happened. Like they're they're walking around. They're finding things and they're doing it, which is amazing. It's kind of cool, but I, you know, I do have to say that with Harrison Ford trying to find all of these little disguises i feel like they're not working like the hat like he looks so ridiculous <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah he looks like ridiculous he blends in if you look out you see a exactly sea of green hats in. you know yeah i understand listen i understand i'm not saying it doesn't work <laughs> i'm saying it's the most ridiculous thing in the world and it, it kind of doesn't work actually because if you just look at him you're like the oh, the only time that i actually really liked where he and he doesn't have like a disguise though like it's when he i think the first time he shaves and mm, uh yeah. the guy gives him the description and he goes you could be talking about i could i could be <laughs> every time in a mirror. I look in the mirror pal yeah <laughs> and, like that was the only time that i was like oh that's really good <laughs> every other time i was just like no that's not even when he dyes his hair i'm like but did you though like did it not take like it's yeah, it only dark like it for darker, like a right? scene uh, yeah. yeah like yeah yeah, every time he tries to do disguise, it's terrible. Actually. Well, that was like something that, that also though. threw me off. Was like he wears so many fucking hoodies, but he never pulls the hoodie over his face. Yeah, like, yeah, he how, doesn't even why? try. He doesn't even yeah. try to cover his face, which I feel like is the most like his eyes, especially are like the most distinguishing feature. And he's also always going into like medical facilities, which yeah. he's known as a as a doctor who he's kills a premier people. Surgeon. Yeah, like he, everybody yeah. in this city he would know who the fuck this guy that, is. that, and now, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, like, so, like, you would think he'd be wearing, like, a fucking surgical mask or something when he goes into the hospital because everybody in these hospitals would know who the fuck he is. Yeah, especially yeah. the second he talks, you know. Even, like, he has that ridiculous Hispanic <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, and she's like, sir, George. can I help you? No, it's a couple He just throws out some fucking gibberish. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he just keeps going, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with any of that shit, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just only when you think about it. Like, no, when you're watching it, you just, you just go it. with it. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it doesn't play. It's just that it's so ridiculous. I, I don't know. I don't think it's ridiculous because this is the stuff, like, you hear about in real life where, like, you know, the the person is literally, like, oh, I was getting away. And then it turns out it's like they were uh, – who was who it the, the FBI uh, was looking for? Was it like a Whitey Bulger or something? Wouldn't, wouldn't he like... Yes. Wouldn't he still hanging out in fucking Boston? Okay, but the Just reason... No, fun fact. That he does... He, yes, but the reason that he, Whitey Bulger, was in Boston and was still doing crime and was still the crime boss was because there was an FBI agent who would tip him off every time the police came. 
I know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like once he was wow. wanted by the uh, the uh, like the FBI though, like, and they actually had a manhunt out for that guy. He was still in the city. Yeah, because he was he was given tipped off. That's why he like that's like actually like sort of like why it's similar to this movie. He was always like one step ahead of the cops because he was always tipped off. And it wasn't until that guy died that they actually caught him. So it's Holy just shit. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I don't I don't think this is out of the realm of like believability. In any way, shape, or form, it's just like Anne Frank, right? Right, like you hide in the yeah. attic, right, in uh, the Nazi-occupied area, not like you know on the fucking French farmhouse, like you know, uh, sixty miles outside of Paris, where you know they're going to be looking. You know, yeah, I, 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 I buy something about that, and it doesn't feel off or phony, or I don't have to suspend any disbelief because I, I just go with it. Oh no, no, most of those things feel very like I agree believable with you, Brian. for sure. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. I just feel like okay. I think the difference is, I think in movies they try a little bit harder um, they do. because they want it to be like a theatrical experience, and so oh, you're doing a disguise. Let's do like a real disguise then, you know. And and I don't feel like they tried very hard in this one. And you're right. I, I think it's perfectly believable. That's not what I'm saying. I think it all passes. It, it, it works really well. I bought every second. Like I would not necessarily change anything, uh, but I guess I'm just used to seeing effort put in. I, that might be the wrong word, but uh, okay. Like if this guy that was like a CIA, word, but you know what I mean. If he was a CIA agent or something like that, or if he had some kind of training, like I would understand, like and and, and agree with you. But like he's yeah. a fucking doctor, he's a doc- you know he's what I mean? You know, what's crazy is is he puts in more effort into his case than the cops did. I mean, like, he did a basic fucking like figure out. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a one arm man. He has this type of prosthetic. It needs to like you know how many people in this area have this type of prosthetic? Like the fucking cops couldn't do this. Like 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 they he we are he, talking about the police. Yeah, I was gonna did, say that's he did the more as a not- fugitive. I'm sorry, <laughs> that was the most believable part of this entire. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. So wild that, yeah, like he he did more as a fugitive than the cops with all their like like halfway Police through like once crimes. they realize what they're doing the fucking U.S. Marshals sit there and they're like wait hold on a minute maybe we should search and see how many people actually have these fucking prosthetics in this area yeah. like no, what the fuck I we believe it already done this I believe it a hundred percent because I remember actually when he starts running. I was like, he's never going to get let off unless he solves the case because the, the police won't let you off until you like, OK, like, let's, let's say you are arrested, like, you know, uh, it, it, you're it's just been determined that you should not have been arrested. They still won't let you out of jail until you have like you can replace yourself. And so like the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, they're not going to let him go, though. Like, this isn't enough. This isn't. Oh, oh, I see. what. OK, OK, OK. And so I actually really like the story because you kind of have to do that, actually. If you're wrongfully convicted. <laughs> well, I think we're going to take a break. And we're going to play okay. the trailer for Andrew Davis's The Fugitive. We'll be back. I came home, there was a man in my house. He had an artificial arm. Are you saying that I killed my wife? Are you saying that I crushed her skull and that I shot her? Ah! 
ladies and gentlemen, listen up. We have a fugitive that's been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground barring injury is four miles an hour. That will give you a radius of six miles. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or dog house in this area. Checkpoints will go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. And we're back. That was a trailer for Andrew Davis, The Fugitive. Good trailer. Weird fucking trailer. No, weird trailer. That was a bad what? Trailer. No, no that, that, was that did a not cool communicate trailer. any of the tone of this fucking movie. No, that was a weird trailer. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. What are you no. talking about? There's a man on the run. Oh, and he's fucking, no. And There's... he's going to shave his beard off. Well, he's going to spend a significant <laughs> amount of screen time shaving his beard off. Well, look, they didn't show you anything about the movie that you guys you guys always complain yeah. about that. Come on. What do you want? <laughs> It's almost no, like I, that was like the scenes that they had edited and, or shot first somehow, and you know, like just wanted the trailer out, and like it almost seemed like that's maybe all they had like shot at the time, or in a way, or just the beginning part. I don't know. Well, they, just, they didn't show literally. Trailers are hard, like you, to to convey the yeah. tone of the film in a way that doesn't give anything away, but makes people actually interested to go to the thing, but also not like give anything away. This one's different though, Mike, because that was it's actually hard. shot. For the trailer. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'll give you that because there were uh, like half the shots in this. I was like, that's not just a weird take. That's like a, a totally different angle. Like, what the and hell? And they liked yeah. it so much that they put that shit in the movie. Mm, you think this trailer was like written for the trailer? Yes. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Because that whole Tommy Lee Jones delivery was completely different than the film. It was a different angle. It was, it was like truck to the right, like mm-hmm. a second camera mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. Fuck. Even the the even the shaving the the beard was yeah, like a weird all of angle. Was different. Yeah. That was like a straight on but, kind of shit instead of like a from the side like in no, the that's mirror. No. That's the same angle. Is it? Yeah. It's the same it, angle no. it's used in the movie. I don't know if they cut to that front side though. I, I know. I know they do that like three quarter kind of on the you know OTS. Yeah. He's it, on the left it, side of the shot. Yeah. 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 But when it went more head on, uh, that that was a little different than it was in the movie. But, that's what I'm saying that that felt different. But, you know. But yeah. It's just it's just coverage. It's just coverage. It's just coverage. Fair. I mean, like, do you, you think he actually grew his beard out for that, and then they shaved it on screen, or was he wearing? Uh, a okay, beard? so he he definitely had his beard in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and definitely shaved it for the film. Um, and then I heard stuff about like, well, they replaced one of the actors, like the guy that played his friend that became the bad guy at the end of the movie. He died. So they had something. to reshoot a couple of those scenes um, after, so he had to like regrow his beard mm-hmm. out for that or some shit. So like, it looks different. So. I could see them being like, all right, well, we've already filmed your, like, fil- like taking the beard off, so let's do, like, a different angle of it because you have to shave the beard again. So let's do it. I could see them doing that. I did like his beard, though. He looks great in a beard. Yeah, for he a looks, dude that uh, never has a being... beard, he looks great in a beard. How, yeah, how old is I, he in this? 50? 49? He, he looks amazing for, to being, for being 50. Harrison Ford has movie. never not looked great, let's be honest. Like, well, hold on. Have you seen Dial of Destiny? Let's just be honest. But... 
uh, <laughs> he looks pretty great for most of the movie, but also like really like terrible. Years in the beginning old. Of the movie. Come on, I know. But we're I talking know, about that like, later. I, we're not talking just, about that now. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there watching this 80 year old man, <laughs> and then and then I'm watching this immediately after, and I'm like, God damn, this man looks good for 50. Yeah, like, no, like, I was like, he was what, like 40, 38? Especially even when he, when he no, shaves, he, like 50. he instantly looks way younger than 42. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. This was 30 years ago. Exactly. When wow. it came out. So almost 50. Mm. They shot I looked it, it up in, earlier. Yeah, it was a, it's a $44 million budget for that movie. For that movie. Y'all were talking about that earlier. I looked, that was crazy. So like, that would today be like what, I, I'm not doing real math to like what, Probably like eighty or like double. Well, sixty. Look, if you were to make this movie like they did, uh, no, it would be it would cost. This would cost over a hundred million, easy, easy. If not, easy. if not more than that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, just like the driving shots, all of these driving shots, um, even the stuff in the helicopters where people are in helicopters. None of that stuff is like rigged with suction cups. There, that's people in um, a car with an actor while the actor is actually driving the car. There's no yep. camera rig. Yeah. The cars are not being pulled. The, there's actually uh, the helicopter shots with Tommy Lee Jones in the helicopter. There is a cameraman that is rigged up to the outside of the fucking helicopter, hand-holding the camera, l- shooting Tommy Lee Jones through the glass. It, what a badass. Like, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Just fucking <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. Like, you know, sure. Oh, oh, you can't rig me to this fucking helicopter that we're going to be. You're buying that guy drinks after you wrap. You're like, <laughs> all right, I'll just get like give me a strap. Cruises, put one on the, the camera, put one on me. Let's yeah. go. It'll be fine. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you. <laughs> and the cameras are massive. You know, yeah. Right? I mean, like, yeah. that's what, what absolutely you saying, insane. Brian, what what were you estimating it would cost today? Oh, I, it would be well way over $100 million. I think this movie would cost like $150 million. If you made it today, like all the shit that they put on camera and shooting it in location like they did. Well, because most of it would have been like, well, we don't have to do that practically. Like we can just pay visual effects like the whole train sequence. Yeah, right? they were talking about the this they had so two good, fucking trains or uh, um, what are they called? The, the, the trains that are in the front that pull everything, whatever. Like Local one cost 20. Thank you. Jesus Christ. One one locomotive cost twenty two thousand dollars. One locomotive cost nineteen thousand dollars. So they were saying, like, for less than fifty grand, they did that entire fucking train going off the rails, running into the bus shot. They shot it once with like fifteen cameras, and like three or four of the cameras got hit, and nothing was usable. And a Vista Vision camera got buried, and then they, they, got, they, they, they said the guy who owned it <laughs> took him two and a half hours. Yeah, to stayed out there out. all night, like digging his camera out angrily. Yeah, you know, just all like, the other guys. Uh, once, once the train, once the train wrecked, they left, and this one guy, he he, he had to dig it out. Hundred thousand dollar camera at the time, man. You know? Yeah, of course yeah. you're gonna dig it out. Yeah, but yeah they were talking yeah, about on the uh, on the audio commentary too. That camera was so fucking pissed because they didn't use any of that fucking Vista video <laughs> fucking uh, shit. Really? Yeah, they didn't use that wasn't like the one it. shot that where it like completely wow. covers the fucking camera. They no. just didn't even use it. Oh, didn't even wow. use it. No, that's wow. the that's the worst. <laughs> I love the fucking angle uh, inside the bus where you like, Dude, like looking out the window so and you can see the train coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's feet sticking up in the bottom of, that, of a yeah. dead person laying there. Yeah, yeah. they're just sitting yeah. there. Love it. I think it's the dude that like uh, actually shanked the guard with his like little yes. sh- toothbrush shank. Or is, is it a yeah. toothbrush? It looks like a toothbrush. It, it looks Where like a toothbrush. Yeah. yeah. He gets shot with a, a shotgun, right? Yeah. Yeah. He gets blasted. Yeah. yeah real quick. <laughs> 
He's yeah, the first one quick. to go down. Yeah. <laughs> he quick. looks like he deserves it, though. I got to give him that. Oh, like, yeah, at least yeah. he looks like an asshole. He was the most <laughs> shady motherfucker yeah. out there, you know? Like, on this fucking, yeah. like, bus where they're like, oh, can't wait to get rid of this load. Like, he's definitely the guy that you're like, that dude's going to cause some shit. I love, I love uh, Kimball's delivery right there. Like, right before he gets on the bus when they're calling everybody's name and he's just totally, like, detached. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Harrison Ford surprised me with his acting in this movie. Like, like I, I, he was way better than I, I thought he would be. Um, I don't know. Well, because he thought he was funny some of the in, best... in like all the Star Wars and Indiana Jones movies. Or no, just... no, I'm, I'm not saying he's ever been a bad actor. I'm just saying about this one, and, I, and I've seen this movie like so many times that I, you know, but I've never watched it as an adult. Hmm. Um, yeah, man, like I was really like taken back with his acting. I thought he was really, really, really good in this. I think everyone, everyone. Everybody's on top of their game. Like, everybody is. Yeah, yeah. the people yeah. that come in for one fucking scene will knock it out of the park, man. Yep. At the very end of the movie, there's a security guard uh, that's, like, in the hotel ballroom um, that's showing Tommy Lee Jones, like, where uh, Richard Kimball went right after he goes and confronts oh, yeah, his yeah, doctor yeah, yeah, friend, yeah. right? And he's got a walkie-talkie. I love the way that guy looks. Like he's he's in his little white he's like, shirt. It's over here, right? And he's pointing with <laughs> yeah, his yeah, fucking yeah. walkie-talkie. Like he's using the antennas. Like oh, this is an extension of my pointer finger. And it's just all these it moments just feels legit. Yeah, yeah, right. They feel it so feels good. legit. Yeah. All right. How much of that do you think is like great casting decisions? How much if you think is it like actually actors? Like obviously they're doing good work. Or do you think it's mostly the direction of like no no no? I need you to like dial it back. Give me this kind of a thing. This is how we're doing it. I think like, it's casting you, out the yeah. rip because, like, I was saying earlier, it's just like you got heavy hitters that, like, even the minor roles, like Julianne Moore and uh, Palantonio and uh, Jane Lee. Like, yeah, yeah, all she just, was excellent. Two scenes and she fucking kills thing. it. Yeah, right. she's like, she's like, I haven't seen him, but you know what? If it did, I'd help him. You know, she's like, <laughs> fuck you guys. That's my friend. Yeah. That's my homie, and I'm gonna take care of him. Yeah, I like her reaction great. when she sees Harrison Ford. She's like, oh, Richard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> looking up from her microscope <laughs> bro but that, that that's you want to look, look at my microscope i know yeah. i do and i knew <laughs> that's that's when he finds out that his, that his his buddy is a fucking snake i gotta go see an old friend i gotta go see an old friend <laughs> yeah dude i like the old man fight you know where they're just like throwing each other around whatever dude, dude. <laughs> that uh when he gets hit with the chair uh richard kimball gets hit with that chair like, yeah uh, my wife and my kid both of them jumped that oh, guy oh shit really yeah really? i've really? seen this movie so many times when they jumped it made me jump i was like oh, oh. <laughs> this is why you watch, watch movies you've already seen with other people yeah. Bro, I, I like I just like that they take it to the roof like Die Hard, man. Like they just get up. Yeah, they just, yeah. It's, yeah. They I, I, I love I, I love the and helicopter. The the, yeah, all of it. Yeah. Shout out David Fincher. I mean, okay, all right. Before they get to the roof, though, like the whole stupid like, why are they in the laundry? And all right, the laundry is not stupid. I find that a really interesting like whole tracking sequence. There's so many ways to have people with all hide the shit and, hanging uh, down. Like, but you know, like, all the, there's all the so much goddamn steam and atmosphere in that place. <laughs> like, how much is this hotel losing in fucking like laundry bill shit? That's just steam going out of goddamn machines everywhere. <laughs> this is before it's hotels such a, like, like a, green, right? Like. They're like, oh, now we only wash your sheets every three days because so, we're green. <laughs> no, I fucking love it. I think it's quite fantastic. 
No, it it definitely feels like a set at that point. Yeah, right? it, exactly, it, it just exactly. it's it, they're just building you know so much tension right there. You you need all that like you know the third the third act right. to me is the weakest part. I was, the 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 ending. This is my the ending for me. I thought Tommy Lee Jones was a little too nice to uh, Kimball uh, a little bit. Why little he bit he know nice he knows he's end. innocent by that point. Yeah, I know that, and I know that. But he's just still a little too nice. A little too you nice. Know. I mean, he goes from "I don't care" to "I know, Richard." But to me, I know. But I guess I was just laughing the entire time, like at his character, kind of, or like he was just like making me laugh. So at the end, I was just like, "Ah, oh, okay." You know, I get it. Like, I get the purpose of it, but I still think he was just a little too. It just Although- ended like. The third act to me, I guess, like my overarching like just opinion about it, just is like the third act was probably just like the weakest. He's the for me. audience, though. Like, he he at that yeah, point he right. he is the audience. Like we have come around to you, we get it. We've all discovered that 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 you are actually innocent, Kristen, and like you know. <laughs> <laughs> I still think he would pull the trigger on him though. Like, like there's many times where he he could have killed him, or he should have killed That's him. True. You That's know true. what I mean? Like, like he he was out to kill no matter what. He's the best superhero. Like when he shoots him uh, behind the glass door, where he's like, cock, 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 cock. Uh, he should have shot him in the foot. If he's right, why the fuck did he shoot his foot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But did you did you guys see the behind the scenes on that? How they actually did that? Yes. Somehow, Dude, that somehow cool. it's tied to his gun. Somehow, when he pulls the trigger, it, it sends it, it sends these little like wax pellets out, and they smack right where it's aimed yeah. at on the door. So they can they can put the fucking camera over his shoulder, see the gun yeah. firing at the same time the that it's hitting and it, the goddamn it glass. Off. Yeah. But how is it tied to the gun? That's the only thing I couldn't uh, tell. No, no. It, well, it's not. Uh, attached to his uh, his gun, they showed the little uh, contraption they had. It was actually built. Uh, was it above the camera? Under the camera? And it had a bunch, that, of, I'm saying, a bunch how of lines. Is it timed to the to the gunshot. It's though. just the grip. They had that little explosive thing over there. They just like that little button, and they just press it, and it spits out these little wax. It was preloaded though, isn't there? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hit they hit the button when he's shooting, so the blank goes off, and then. These little wax bullets are hitting the window. So I guess maybe he's timing up. Is the actor timing it up? I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how they're timing it so well with him. Well, I mean, you don't really... There's only one shot where you see his gun and the window uh, hit go off at the same time. And there's like an over-the-shoulder of Tommy Lee Jones as he's shooting. And the rest of it's broken up in coverage. It's going to be pretty scary as an actor. Those shots are really quick, though. Yeah, they are. They're, Probably they're, the longest setups on the day of too. Like you know, you're blowing that shit up in like in real time. Some of it, yeah, yeah. And like, and then, the, but you know, talking about going into the edit, but you know, what made me think of that is to your point. Like you know, it's like the quickest in there as long as you get the point across, and then you know, then you just pick it up where you really want to see it. That's your fucking shock factor on it. Well, Man, I think you gotta, you gotta that's what makes this movie shine is is that they have these these small little insert moments where like you see it on fr- on scene wow you see it on screen for like a second and a half tops like you're talking forty frames maybe and so much information is communicated and that was probably like a two hour setup or a two hour like shoot the things all right reset shoot it again all right reset and they get three or four takes out of it. All right, now let's go to coverage, get an alternate angle, or maybe they had a couple cameras on it for most of the shots. Mm-hmm. And again, it just it just looks so much better, man. Like 
instead of like going in and post and, and having like a glass break, you know, in a window, like shooting, yeah. shooting those wax bullets and getting that reaction right there. And I'm sure that it's got to help Harrison Ford, you know, like, oh, dude, it's, it's got to oh, be scary absolutely. as shit. You're seeing right? shit hit the glass in front of you. You can't help but react. <laughs> like there's no acting there. That shit's real. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, thank God this glass is here. <laughs> no acting required. Well, it's just wax. I mean, like if it hit him, like what would yeah, you do? Be like oh. bullshit. It would still fuck you up pretty bad. Yeah, it, but it still, still would hurt. Like <laughs> you don't have time for your instincts to not respond to those kinds of things, way. right? Like you're. Yeah, no that's point. true. It's like putting your hand on a hot stove. Like your hand moves before your brain recognizes that's hot. Like that's yeah. You can know it's coming, but then when you see it. Bam! Right there, you're gonna. Yeah, at best you have a a, a pre-explosion response. Yeah, I don't know. I, watching this movie, it, it did make me just like, man, we we've just in modern filmmaking, we've gotten too reliant on CGI, and it mm. just, I don't think, I, I don't think half the films that have been made over the last ten years are gonna hold up nearly as well as half the films from the '90s are. Yeah. And yeah, just, you know, I'm kind to agree. Yeah. It's all about what the you only, can put on camera, put in frame. The only thing that's really missing from this movie to make it feel more contemporary is like having the internet. You know, it would be a different, be a different game if this was set in the internet age. But I think that's kind of cool that it's, it's like, it's like, it's not. You know, I like that it's not. And no, they I think that's have, cool. It puts it in a cool time. You know. Yeah. Well, they still have technology. I mean. Even when he goes to the computer and is able to search all of the records, I'm like, do we even have? But he that has now? to go there to do that. <laughs> he, he 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 didn't he didn't have to like hack in from from yeah. some fucking data point. He actually had to go to there to. He's do a doctor. That. Let's be real. He's not going to hack into anything. <laughs> he does not a hack. No 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 no. They, they talk about how smart he is. If, if if it was modern, he he would be able to do that because he's fucking smart. He's well, a smart. Okay, smart no, fucker no no no. But they, if it was they modern, they, he would have just looked up on the internet like, oh, two yeah. of these people have already fucking died instead of having the whole like. Let's call them and be like, oh, I'm from yeah, the, like, oh, blah, 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 yeah. blah. I'm trying yeah. to set up the 25-year uh, fucking high school reunion, bro. <laughs> but <Yeah>. the stairwell <laughs> chase would never even happen if you had the internet because he would be able to see the guy's mugshot. The Clyde guy that's in prison yeah. oh, locked yeah, up, he would yeah, just yeah, go yeah. online and be like, oh, that's what he looks yeah. like? Okay, now yeah. we're moving on. That's true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was so cool, though, right when he sat down, he just didn't give him a chance, and he just got right back up, and he said, oh, I got the wrong person. I lo- that's, I, that's cool you bring He's that like, up. man, that you better talk to me about something. <laughs> we <laughs> got to me down here, man. Like, can, we, can we have a conversation? <laughs> yeah, fuck, that man. That was crazy. <laughs> have you ever crazy. been to Cook County Jim? This place and sucks. And he still just was like, nah, nah, nah. And you know what I got the impression of when I was watching it? So it's like Tommy Lee Jones, like, you know, and it's almost like foreshadowing. He went up the, uh, uh, I'm forgetting his name. What is this character's name? I forget it. Um, Who Tommy Lee uh, Jones character? Yes, I forget. Sam his name. Gerard. Gerard. Ger- yeah, he answers the phone. Gerard. This is Gerard. Uh, and he went up the stairs. I was like, oh, these two guys are kind of similar, you know. Going down the stairs, he like had that sixth sense. He's like, I'm a, I'm gonna go up this way, you know. I don't know. He probably didn't mean to it, but they both went the same way. It was like fate. It's like that ill chance of fate. And in my head, I was like, these two guys are similar. That's why they're both like seeing each other on the, you know, the staircase and everything. That was a cool thing, which eventually led to everything else. He should have started yelling before they turned that. He turned that corner. <laughs> he turned that corner where the, where the gate was. That's when he started yelling. He should have been yelling that shit like way sooner before then. <laughs> I think it's one of the strongest parts of this movie, though, is is those kinds of moments where you see that these two guys are very similar in their like their doggedness, yeah. their their 
they're going to just they're not going to give up for anything and they're just going to figure out whatever it is that they're trying to to go and do because mm-hmm. it made me think at the end you know he did what did he do it all for is he just like that you know obviously going through like this trauma you know your frame for your wife's murder like is he doing he's just doing it out of pure passion he literally did everything he's a hacker solved you know save the boy's life whooped ass martial artist like shit dude he did everything <laughs> he was the ultimate superhero uh kimball was which was kind of funny it's like he could do no wrong he's a doctor he was one step ahead Kristen, we haven't talked any costumes. You got any, you got any costume notes for us? We, we do. did a little bit about the ridiculousness of <laughs> his actual costumes. Yeah, I don't know. The only, the, I think my, the, <laughs> uh, when he goes to Chicago and moves into the basement of, you know, the Polish people, that was the first time that I was like, oh, I, I enjoy this this costuming that they're doing here. Although at the beginning, when they're going to the gala, um, that was some really nice '90s attire, especially mm. with like the pearl necklaces and the way mm. they had them draped across the necks but down over the back. That's very—I I don't know if they do that actually in other time periods, but I remember that very distinctly from the '90s, and I thought it was kind of funny to see it because it always looks so wrong to me when they style their <laughs> necklaces that way. But like, it is a hundred percent a trend, <clears throat> or it was a trend, and so I enjoyed seeing it. On, Did you like his tux? But they have a whole line about like, oh, I love seeing you in a tux, though. Oh yeah, and he's like, oh, but I feel like a waiter. Yeah, it's <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> he looks great. That's the, sh- that's the shit I'm here for. The other, the other note that I had, the other like costuming note that I really like paid attention to was when Tommy Lee Jones was in the sewer and. Because the water level came over his shoes. And and all I could think about was, like, because he's not wearing boots. He's wearing, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. sneakers. No, maybe not sneakers, but, like, they're not boots. Loafers, yeah. Right. And I, the whole time I was just like, oh, no. Like, that I cannot be everywhere. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's just, like, like his acting is on point. Because I don't think I could, like, keep a straight face if I was walking in like regular like, shoes ooh, ooh, ooh. in that kind of water level. But yeah, I, I noticed that also. I love how Joey pants walks into that. And he's like, Oh man, I just bought these shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he does up. is pitch perfect. <laughs> all, all of his lines landed exactly. Perfect. Every single fucking Every one. Single that dude one, yeah. kills it. He's awesome. Guy did yeah. a Peter Pan right off this here. Damn. Wait, what? sort of on that at the beginning i did not enjoy that like the one female character has like two seconds of screen time and is murdered she was so good though Kristen. sailor ward kills it though she fucking killed that and no she had more time later at at the thing and then she's like throwing flashbacks flowers around and flashbacks where she's about she's getting ready for sexy (laughs) time later flowers around she no she is she's like throwing flowers around screen flower girl ever no but her fucking dying after getting her head bashed in and she's fucking calling 911 that dude 
that's so fucking okay, solid. Okay, it's first so of all, good. First of all, I had that phone when I was a kid. It was super weird to see it on screen. <laughs> you were like, holy shit, this is covered in blood. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to get murdered, murdered by my husband. <laughs> Second of all, the angle that she was laying at, half dead, she could not have seen the number pad to dial 911. No, you There's feel no way it. that would have it's happened. Muscle you can't memory. Don't Bro, stop you, it. Bullshit. No, you, you, know, you know where it is. No, you don't even got to think about it. One no, everybody knows. It was like yeah, all hard. of you completely alive to lay at that angle with the phone and dial 911 correctly. I could do it, Kristen. Wait, no, you couldn't. Look at all yes, the I numbers could. in order to dial because I definitely muscle memory the fuck out of that shit. <laughs> she calls the fucking like time and temperature number. <laughs> <laughs> the current temperature is 76 degrees. But <clears throat> the beginning of it, I did feel is a little hokey with with like the black and white flashes and with all the. Photos okay, that's the only that. part of this movie that doesn't like stand the test of time. It does, that right? Feels, that's yeah. the one thing that makes it feel very dated. It feels like a yeah. cheap TV show at the beginning, yeah. but that, but which are probably TV shows ripping this off. Well, you want to know oh, why? For sure. It feels tell that way? Why. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because the okay. opening of this film, the flashback stuff, and all the stuff with uh, the wife getting killed, all of that stuff was cut on an avid. And that was the only stuff that was cut in Avid. In 1993, this is super early in nonlinear editing systems. All right? Interesting. So I want you guys to think that uh, that invert filter they're putting on, that black and white, yep. and yeah. those white flashes. Like ass. Yeah. yeah. Think, I want you to think about like how much we used that in the 90s for video. That was like oh, a yeah. go-to effect. Oh, yeah. So it kind of makes sense, and it's time and place now. Doesn't it? And that, and that, oh no, no! It, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It totally makes sense for its time it, and place. It but feels it's the like only shitty TV. That, you're right. That makes it feel like <laughs> this is definitely 1993. If they yeah. didn't have those like flash frames, which switching into the inverted stuff, yeah, it would. This movie yeah. is a lot more timeless in a lot of ways. Exactly. Once it actually falls yeah, into a movie, it's fine. It looks great. But yeah, that opening right. shit's just like really dated. Well, it's a, yeah. Any anytime they go back to that uh, that location. Yeah, that's that. All yeah, that stuff dated. was cut that way. Yeah. yeah, all those the. Although I do like the nightmare flashbacks, even with the white flashes, I think those work still. No, that's okay I later. It, I think narratively it works really well. Like, it, I it, think it, it works. Yeah, none of it. None yeah. of it is. None of it feels out of place. It just definitely is like 1993. Got it. Okay, cool. Even with the yeah. the reporter doing the exposition at the front, felt a little like all right, you know, like this. The, we've got to do this exposition dump. So we've got to fig- you know, figure out a way to make this happen. Man. But it, it works. Yeah. It just felt a little hokey. When, no, like, looking I back on it, it feels a little hokey, but I get it. It you doesn't, know? man. I, dude, this thing goes so fucking fast. The amount of information they're cramming yep. in fucking yep. 13 yep. minutes yep. is a lot. Dude's wife dies. He gets interrogated by the police. He gets put through trial. The credits aren't even fucking done. We don't even know who's directed Correct. the movie. And the bus is about ready to fucking crash. And we don't find out who directed by. the movie until fucking yeah, 14 yeah. minutes into this goddamn film. Like, that is a fucking cold open for the ages. It is so fucking badass. Oh, my God. Six editors uh, took to cut this movie, but goddamn. Holy of, shit. Wow. One of the best cut <laughs> movies, man. Uh, like, oh, one of the best cut movies of the 90s. Like, oh, fuck, it's so good. Well, the whole thing fucking moves. Like, even the parts, like, like the first 20-something minutes, like, everything up until the bus gets crushed by the goddamn train and he's running like that's the first part of the movie where you feel like oh shit i gotta like breathe for a second like all of a sudden slow for a minute like i found myself being like am i bored right now or is this the first time i've taken a breath in 30 minutes holy fuck (laughs) yeah that is legit like expect like uh after the jumps out of the tunnel that is like the first time i feel like i could 
been able to breathe in the movie. Oh, yeah. when it yeah. slows yeah. down yeah. With, exactly. the, with the score there, yeah. you know, when he's like looking yeah. up at all the carnage. I, I read where a lot of people were saying that, that the effects there don't hold up with the, with the green screen right there. I think what it effects? looks fucking green great. What? When he's jumping away from the fucking, like, like he's down and, and the shit's like sliding toward him and he runs and he jumps down to where that little, like, underneath the bridge there where everything, like, crashes. There's, like, some green screen. Are you talking about the waterfall part? Right there. Like, no, at the very, like, at, at, during the, the um, train. Oh. Are you talking okay, about so when he runs down screen. and it, like, it blows up? Yeah, that's rear projection. That's yeah, rear so, projection. Uh, it's, There's it's no fucking yeah, yeah. green screen. And if people are talking it, about it those effects amazing. don't hold up, then yeah. you can fuck off because. I watched I, it again tonight and I, I was like, this looks great. four yeah. times and I'm just like, it's so I'm going to go frame by frame. And I'm like, I can't yeah. tell where the fucking shit is. Like, this, this is the best thing ever yeah it is done so well and i i even love the camera shake that they like that they do when he falls down and all this shit's like coming down on top of him and they're <laughs> yes. like, oh. Dude, they're, like yeah. shaking the camera like star trek i was because like yeah, yeah. So for all of well. it. yeah. <laughs> you just see you feel all of it happening yeah. and it's like those are totally different moments and this is a great different camera angle and man it's that's fucking fantastic. did you see did you see at the end of the uh behind the scenes uh on the blu-ray they talk if you stay till at the end of the credits they pop up this last little thing where they say at that moment when he like looks up, they never notice in the editing room, but there was like a grip or something like po- poking his head around the corner and he was like just looking down and they let that go forever until it actually got a digital release and they went back in and like painted that guy out. It got through everything. You and see a fucking ever grip in that shot? Yeah, he's just, he's like staring down into the lens what? and like, and like he moves right before the frame cuts and it, and it went out to theaters and everything like that. I love that shit. Whoa. Nope. Didn't see it. Yeah. If you go to the, if you actually go to the Blu-ray and you watch the uh, the credit, I mean the uh, behind the scenes, it's the very end of that. I watched the DVD and I didn't see any of those shots in any of the parts of the movie, so it's oh, weird. Speaking of the DVD, they need to fucking goddamn put out a, a fucking remaster of this movie. This looks like right? ass on Blu-ray, looks, and I know that everything. it looks amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's so yeah, lifted and, and just looks really shitty. And I know, and you know, it looks way better than that, just because of you know, like how it looks. It's, it's just such well, a bad Chapman quality. Shot it. Like this guy knows how to fucking yeah. DP a movie. With, there are so many movies that have had uh, restorations, uh, and this totally deserves it. And I don't yeah. know why. Thirtieth fucking it. year anniversary too. Way to fucking slack off, Warner Brothers. Oh, Warner Brothers is usually good about that kind of thing too. Aren't they the one making all the cuts though? Is it Warner Brothers? Yeah, or wait, are you cuts? talking about the streaming stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. They're, yeah, they Warner were, Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, they've they been just, removing all their They spent the shows. last two years, like, trying to write off taxes by making HBO Max not be a thing. Super cool that creative things that people are spending years and years doing can just be a tax write-off. And but it always has never gets to see the light of day. Yeah, it's well, great. It's great. They used to have that power, like... I mean, I, before streaming, like, God, like, 10 years ago, like, they could just do this all the time. Wait, what What happened all the time? They would make a movie and shelve it? Because I can't well, remember yeah. that happening all the time. Like, the, eventually they, they get released, uh, you know, because somebody wants to make their money back. The home video. Yeah. yeah. got to try to make something on it. No, but I'm talking about, like, movies just disappearing. Like, yeah, okay, so so they'll release something and put it on DVD, and then that's it. You can't buy it anymore. It's like, a, like it's just gone. There's so many movies that I have seen that I can't even Google because they're not, like, out there. Like, and I, it takes forever. Like, it takes me forever to remember what they were or what they were called or anything like that. Like, movies and TV shows disappeared all the time. Like, we have a record of so many TV shows simply because some woman recorded like decades of it and then gave it to a museum and that's when we're like oh look we have all this stuff now (laughs) wow like we just historically we just don't keep this stuff 
We definitely didn't back in the day. Like, there have been so many TV shows that have just been lost. They actually have episodes of Doctor Who that have bounced back from space that they've been able to capture because the original negatives have been lost. That's insane. Well, it's TV. I mean, so we <laughs> that's right. It. TV, TV's a lesser medium, you know. So and just like okay. uh, you know, I think about too, like Disney <laughs> it is, too. Jerry, thank you for coming. <laughs> <admitting that. laughs> no, but all right, let's so let's switch to movies for a second, though, because Disney used to always lock their stuff up in the vault. Well, like, yeah, since, but okay, but they would on. do that for like uh, a decade, and then they were doing that so they could re-release it to movie theaters and no, collect. No, I understand like, that they're doing it to make more. money, and yeah. so I mean, but I know what the they're doing the now. First time no, no, no. In 10 what years. Warner Brothers is doing right now is like they they're making Batgirl, and nobody's going to see it, and which is it, terrible. It gets totally that's shelled, a whole film, yeah, and then it's got a tax write off. So. Now, if anybody watches it and they try to release it and make money off of it, Warner Brothers the loses that. After them. Yeah, yeah, they lose that tax write-off dollars. That's so hundreds have, of millions have of dollars, it. or I guess it's got to be at least like what thirty million. So yeah, that, that's fucked up. Like I mean, and the movie wasn't even finished; they just stopped. I don't think it was even scored. Mm. Well, yeah. Then why would they release it? Come on now. They can't. Yeah. That just sucks. I mean, to be like in mid-movie <laughs> and just be like, "Oh, sorry, guys." <laughs> All right, everybody, go home. We're out of money. Sorry, guys. Thanks. Though. We've been made redundant. We think this is gonna suck. That, d- but that does happen. That's no, they have to balance. But like, is it worth going through all the marketing and pushing this? They out probably or? going into it weren't. You know, obviously, I guess that's the obvious thing. Like, we're planning on doing it, but bigger okay, companies—they always are about that bottom dollar. We started this more. though, talking about how they should remaster this. Do we think they're going to though? Is the question? No. At some point, they'll get to it. Come on, Brian. They I mean, to. yeah, eventually, like in 20 when, years when I'm like fucking. Yeah, when Tommy Lee, when, well, like when everybody's dead in this, you know, they'll be like, oh, shit, we got to go ahead and get that done. Oh, OK. So like go, you're talking about like dead, four or five years. Burn it while we're yeah, in four or five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford's like, no, I'm going to pull a Kirk Douglas. I'm living to 102, bitch. <laughs> He's hopeful. <laughs> you got another two decades of Indiana Jones movies. Wait till you uh, Indiana Jones and the dial of the wheelchair. They're just going to continue to AI this, you know, keep them Ooh, alive. That's a conversation for another day. That is. Yeah. But for the fugitive, I feel like we're at, at the end here. Uh, let's uh, let's start winding down. Let's do ratings. I rated it a seven out of ten on IMDb. Jesus Christ! Wow, that was uh, not that how was... we do things here, guest. But <laughs> since oh, you are the I'm guest, sorry. we'll allow on that IMDb, huh, to occur. <laughs> Apologies. I, I didn't. Okay, I didn't know that was actually going into a true spiel. I didn't. Apologies. No, no. Uh, why? Why do you rate this a seven? seven are you asking five? me? Yes, yeah, we're no, asking yes. you. Yes, yes. This is, oh, yes. This is your yes. time to shine. I rated it a seven, uh, seven out of ten on IMDb. Um, you know, after watching it, I get it for the time. You know, action movies for me. You know, like I grew up on like action movies as well. Like when I when I was going through it. After talking about it, I'd probably go back and give it an 8 out of 10, actually, because it was a lot more enjoyable. I probably should have watched it again before coming on, but I did not because I rented it. But uh, it was a fun movie, and it was very funny. I found it very funny a lot of times, almost like in serious moments, which, you know, I I enjoyed. And uh, like we talked about, the acting was good. Everybody just killed it. And I... When I was looking at the director, the fact that he did holes a little bit later, I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Same guy that can do that, and um, you know the other movie. I forgot the other movie was uh, he did under before siege, that. Uh, code of under silence. Siege. 
Fucking under yeah. Chuck Norris and fucking goddamn one Steven good Seagal. Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> wow, I got a Walker soft spot Texas for Ranger, baby. Invasion USA, so I'll disagree with you on that, Griggs. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Just because it was that's movie. terrible. <laughs> It's, it's amazing how terrible it is. I mean, it's it's terrible how great it is. Both I mean, of them. Yes. <laughs> it's terribly, terribly amazing. I wish I could have been with you and your dad when you saw that movie. That's how I wish I could have seen it in the theater. I feel like I'd probably, you know, so just from my point of view, I'm just like, you know, I, lo- I loved it. I, you know, seeing that probably in the theater would be like, holy fuck. You know, the energy of seeing it in the theater at the time would probably be really badass. And it probably deserves to be. And it, I, I looked at it, it was like uh, that was I think it was like seven point eight, and also the critics uh, were was at like nine. Uh, so it was like it was very well received too for its time too. So well, it was, it. Uh, it was a good movie. Also nominated for best picture. It it was nominated yeah. for seven Academy and Awards. It won a lot of awards. Seven well, Academy it, awards. it won one for Tommy Lee Jones best supporting actor. Um, but yeah, I mean, like uh, an adventure action film to get a Best Picture nomination in 1993 when the category is only five nominations, not like uh, ten where you're like, oh, look, Avatar got a nominate. Well, you got fucking ten movies to pick from. Yeah, yeah. of course it did. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's a great point too. That's a great movie. All right, who's going next? It, uh, Kristen, you going next? Yeah, yeah. All right, there we go. I was not expecting very much from this movie. The initial violence was very off-putting but this movie holds up really well i enjoyed it so much the uh whole chase through the, whole, the entire two-hour movie because I, I was also <laughs> i was also like why is it two hours long because uh, i think it like one I, like an hour into it i was like okay they've almost caught him like we're almost done right <laughs> <laughs> which of the three times <laughs> Um, but it's actually really enjoyable. It's very um, high stakes. It's uh, all of it. All of it is very believable. I, I love. I I loved a lot of it. I, I think I nitpicked quite a, a bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, but it it all works. It all plays really really well. It looks really amazing. You know, each character has their own personality, which is absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed listening to everybody. Tommy Lee Jones's outstanding Harrison Ford was fine. He still might have killed her. We're just not sure at this point. <laughs> and um, I was, I am, I'm still a little bitter that the wife had to die for him to take this journey of self-discovery and also around Chicago to explore the city. Uh, we didn't talk about Chicago. Chicago looked fantastic in this movie. Oh, and, yeah, we should have talked um, more about Chicago. Come on, yes. Yeah. We don't it was a to, great actually. character. It was a great character. Come on. It was, yeah, it was a great character. Chicago was a great character. I enjoyed seeing it. And anyway, I'm going to give it a nine. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Solid. Solid. Right. Very solid. Um, I don't know what you guys are smoking. This is nearly a perfect movie. Like, if you're going to do a fucking chase movie, this is the way to do it. There's not a moment in this film that I don't believe what is happening on screen. Now, if you if you stop and you think about it in retrospect, you're like, oh well, there was this and that felt like maybe, and there that could have maybe gone somewhere different. In the moment of every single fucking scene in this movie, I believe what is happening, and I believe mm-hmm. that the characters understand the perspectives that we are presented. 
um, there's never like a moment where where you as the audience are given information beyond what the characters on screen are are understanding. So I really appreciate the perspective that we hold through the entire thing. This movie builds tension in a way that so many other films try to do and don't quite reach this level. There are three specific giant sequences in this film where Richard Kimball almost gets caught and you are on the edge of your seat being like, he's right there and they're right there and he's right there and oh my god, he's gonna... This fucking works in a way that it doesn't deserve to work. Like, if you stop and you think (laughs) about, like, the source material for this fucking movie, it should not work. And yet it is so expertly handled, and it is so extremely well acted, and it's just so fucking believable in all the moments, from from the geography of where the the characters are, and the way that the the camera is placed so you understand where each person is, and where this movie should not be as good as it is and it is fucking great i love all the character progressions like we have so many great moments with richard kimball where we're like oh he maybe he killed his wife like uh maybe he actually kind of is an asshole but maybe he's not and like you have all these ways to look at him and he doesn't have a lot of lines and that's actually kind of works for his character and following Tommy Lee Jones and I I I don't remember what else was nominated for best supporting actor but I'm glad that Tommy Lee Jones won this this academy mm. award. I think he fucking killed it. He is so great on screen. He has so many nuanced moments is probably the word that Brandon was looking for earlier instead of subtle. Um he's definitely not subtle. But like I all had the wrong word earlier. There too. are so many like fucking big hitters that come into this movie and they're there for a scene or three and you just fucking love them while they're on screen and they kill it and everyone is just having a great time. Some of the weird parts of this movie are like they go from fucking North Carolina back to Chicago and like is that like did he walk 10 miles or is this like supposed to be sort of in the Chicago area? We don't really know. The movie doesn't care. So we don't as an audience have to care. Those are the only weak parts of this movie that, and like some of the weird editing choices that are very 1993 for what this story is and the way they execute it. This movie fucking holds up, man. This thing has been out for 30 years and I'm still, I've seen it five or six times. I'm still in the edge of my seat watching it. I don't see anything in this movie that does not deserve to be a 10. This movie is fantastic. If you like action movies, you should watch it. If you like Harrison Ford, you should watch it. If you just like things that are good, you should watch this movie. What was that? Was it, we, we got an 8, a 9, a 10. It's a 10. Callan? Well, you know, I'm not going to... I to an 8. Didn't you say that at the end of your thing? You said it's you think you're going to take yourself to an 8 Go anyways? There. It's anyways. You're an eight now. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times growing up. This movie is like embedded into my being. There are, there are things that, that people can say that will bring this movie up in my brain. I think, I think if you were born in a certain time, uh, you've seen this movie and it's been a part of your life. It's been a part yeah. of like so many people's lives. Uh, and it was really, really fun watching it again and, and actually getting it more and enjoying it uh, from a more uh, mature like point of view. Actually, understanding it and it made me love the movie even more this movie is two hours long but it really does fucking flow like it is so 
it just moves. It's like a fucking roller coaster ride. That's the only way you can really say it, man. It, it, it's it's yep. a fucking action adventure, fucking thriller movie where everybody's on the top of their game, and it's just a really shame. It's a big shame that we can't see it in all of its glory, and maybe one day we'll get a restoration that we deserve. Uh, it's one hundred percent a ten, and uh, you can't say that it's not because we don't get movies like this anymore, and uh, we still see here that Harrison Ford is king. He's a goddamn kid. Well, so, and Tommy Lee Jones. That's why they get fucking top billing. Yes, yes, it's Tommy a fucking Harrison yes. Ford. Tommy Lee Jones. What the fucking flashlight? Yeah, yeah. Dope Dude, ass yeah, title. Yeah, they're like, yes. look, look what we can do with titles now. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, like monologue at the end of uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. It inspired me to watch that. He's incredible. That was incredible. T- tell me those, those titles were also done in Avid. Uh, Brian, because that's exactly what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Avid was uh, that advanced in 1993, bro. That's a, a 3D pivot there, bro. It was. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Man, with those overlays, yeah, it actually looks yeah. really fucking cool. But anyway, this movie's fucking excellent, man, and I'm so glad that we got to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm going to come in at a ten. This is a, a masterpiece of uh, entertainment. Um, it's just so great. Like all the pieces work. Um, and sometimes when you go out and you shoot something without a, a whole finished script, you, you, you know, sometimes like magic comes from that kind of chaos. Uh, kind of like, uh, you know, Raiders mm. of the Lost Ark, Harrison Ford six. So instead of a big sword fight, what happens? He just pulls his gun out and shoots the guy with the sword. You know, Classic. these are moments that just happen because they had to. And, uh, filmmakers are making what they have to work with the best they can. Um, I do think this is like a, a, when I say like don't cut the don't cut the flavor out of your movie. When I say that on this podcast, this is the example. This movie doesn't mm. cut it, any of its flavor out. Like there's a lot of interactions we get with the U.S. Marshals that do not advance the plot in any way, shape, or form. They could go; they're superfluous, but. It's nice character development. It's nice camaraderie. We're seeing Tommy Lee Jones be a leader. We're respecting him more due to his interactions with the people around him. Mm-hmm. One of the best cut films of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. I, this this needs to go in like a list of like, I don't know, top 50, top 100. Like I was thinking about like 90s movies that are cut better than this. and I, The only ones I could really think of were like, oh, yeah, Goodfellas is better and maybe mm-hmm. Unforgiven. But uh, I don't know what else is. Yeah, highest attempt. Exhilarating and intense, this high-impact chase thriller is a model of taut and efficient formula filmmaking, and it features Harrison Ford at his frantic best. Rotten Tomatoes certifies The Fugitive as fresh with a 96% tomato meter and an audience score of 89%. 96? Fuck, man. Almost perfect. God damn. Hi. 30 years later, still registered as a 96 on fucking Rotten Tomatoes. That's because it hasn't been re-released, so there's no new critic. That's fair. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. It needs one, though. We yeah. are bringing on our parade, Kristen. <laughs> so with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Griggs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. 
And Brandon Russell, if they want to, if our audience wants to find you, where would they do so? Uh, before I say that quickly, I just wanted to thank you all again uh, for allowing me to come on. I love you guys all. Um, as a filmmaker myself, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't know you. So I just wanted to show you, you I'll give you all your flowers. Um, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. I just appreciate all, not only you as like knowing you, but also your friendship. Kristen, we kind of just started this, but I appreciate you and I consider you a friend now. If you want to follow me, you can just follow me on Instagram at Brandon Wayne Russell, W-A-Y-N-E-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. Thank you again so much for letting me come on. I had a blast. Is there any work you want to you want to pimp out or anything while you're oh, while you're plug. here? Well, you know, shout out to a lot of people here for you know my most recent short film, What Life Is. Uh, if you follow me on there, uh, my uh, production company name is The Coop Productions, and uh, but you know we're rocking as Brandon mostly. And uh, um, What Life Is is coming out. We shot another thing called uh, Bloodline. That's the title. Uh, can't talk much about that. That's a little bit more under wraps, but. Uh, a lot of cool things. I was just in Japan, uh, produced a movie out there that's coming out in the next uh, couple little bits. So uh, the future is looking good, and, uh, you know, it's a good time. So good to be here. Word, word. You guys can find me on uh, Twitter at Elkins Edits, and uh, we're going to close out the show tonight with a little bit of the Fugitive soundtrack. We're going to be playing track number... Well, actually, uh, I have the Fugitive soundtrack on tape, so there's Ooh. not really a track number. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a it's 46 minutes into the. <laughs> it's on the B side. <sighs> oh my God. So we're going to be playing, I guess, what would be track number five, titled "The Fugitive Theme," and this is from composer James Newton Howard. Enjoy. It's over now. You know, I'm glad. I need the rest. Gladiator. <laughs> Wait, are you quoting the movie or you really mean that? That's the end of the movie. That's the last line that Tommy Lee Jones says. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. I need glad the rest. it's over. I need the rest. Uh...